Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked saved and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. 1025-610-WFNZ, you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Charlie Bowers, and I'm here today in the studio with my wife, Lori. And if I don't do anything to screw it up, it will be 33 years in August. Yeah, Lori's in here to ensure my good behavior in Paul's absence, and she's pretty savvy herself, so who knows where this could go. So today we're going to talk about children and college. You know, paying for your child's education without going broke seems just about impossible, doesn't it? It's important to you, and you've likely lost sleep over it. I know we have. We've got two kids that have uh, graduated college. And then there's that whole retirement planning issue. You'd like to save for that as well. If you only knew the steps to take and had a path to follow, well, today's your lucky day. John McDonough, founder and principal of Studemont Group College Funding Solutions, is here with the facts you need and the steps to take while planning for college with retirement in mind. And those sound like conflicting priorities, don't they? But first, I want to tell you a little something about myself and why I'm in the business. And it actually has to do with Lori's parents. And before I get started on that story, you know, this is a sports station. And Lori is probably the biggest sports fan of any woman I know. And it probably includes a lot of men. So I got to thank her parents, Bill and Janet, for that. So thank you, Bill. Shout out to both of you. Um, Several years ago, uh, Lori's an only child, and her parents started having some health issues, and they lived about two hours away, and we thought, you know, we probably ought to move them up closer to us to, to try to help them out as, you know, the health issues continue, and they were all for that, and Lori was going around to a number of the senior living facilities uh, around Fort Mill area, Charlotte area, Rock Hill, and noticed they were doing an awful lot of remodeling. And she finally asked one of the directors, you know, what's going on here? Uh, I'm noticing a lot of remodeling. And the director said, well, you know, so many people lost so much money in the downturn that they can't afford the small apartments as they are. They have to live in smaller apartments. So we're, we're remodeling, making these smaller to, to help these folks out. And as a matter of fact, see the gentleman over there in the wheelchair? He can't afford the smaller apartment, and he has to go back and live with his kids. And... You know, that, that really stung me. No one at that point of life should have to, to lose their home. And, you know, the problem with that is they were invested, like, like most of us are, with what I would call a growth mentality instead of income. So they've got their pension, they've got their Social Security, and they need to supplement that income stream with their, their nest egg. And as long as the market's going up, well, okay, you can kind of take the growth off the top and have the income you need. But let's say you're needing 4000 a month and all of a sudden the market drops 40% like it did in 2008. And now you still have that 4000 a month income need, but you've got to sell a lot more of your stocks and bonds to get there. So I really don't think that's a, a good way to invest. We think that more income-oriented is a better way. Get that secure income stream so you don't have to worry about market fluctuations. And I think that's probably a lot the way you have to think about uh, securing that tuition for college. So today we've got John McDonough, who is the founder and principal of Studemont Group College Funding Solutions. Now, John's accomplishments in the financial services industry have been recognized locally and nationally, and he's ranked in the top 1% of financial advisors internationally. So welcome, John. Thank you for being here with us. 
Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, so we're needing to talk today about planning for college with retirement in mind. So can you give me and the folks here an idea about what process you may go through with the, the families in your office? Yeah, so and, and it's not just in our office. It's, it's clients across the country. Um, either they come to us on their own or through one of their existing advisor relationships. But college is a retirement issue. If for some reason we lived in a country where we didn't have to pay for higher education for our children, and there are those countries out there, um, but if, if we didn't have to pay for college for our children, it's nice to think that all of our available dollars on a monthly or annual basis would go towards retirement savings. At least that's what parents try to tell me, is that if I didn't have to pay for school, I'd be putting all my money back for retirement. Well, that's a good thought process, and I, I do believe that to be largely true, either to pay the house off sooner rather than later, maybe eliminate some of that embarrassing debt that they don't ever want to talk about, but absolutely go towards retirement to make sure that um, we're in a position to retire, especially with things like Social Security becoming less and less stable as time goes on. Right. But the problem is our kids are in the way of that. <laughs> so it, 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 the best time to start doing something is, you know, when you get the results that says you're going to have a child uh, or shortly thereafter when the baby's born. But it's like that 17 years just flies by. And before you know it, you got a junior or senior in high school, and now that college conversation is starting. And as a parent, either single or, you know, with a spouse, you look at each other and you're like, dang it, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain. And so families, parents kind of feel morally obligated to do whatever they have to do, whatever they have to do to give their child that opportunity for a higher education. And unfortunately, we've seen all too many times throughout the years, clients make emotional and rash decisions that just destroy their financial preparedness for retirement. And so our process is kind of helping to detach as much as we can the emotion from this process. We try to reverse engineer the process as much as possible. Most students are choosing schools to go to college for all the wrong reasons. They like the football team, right? Or their girlfriend or boyfriend's going there or all of their friends are going there. And those, but while they're reasons, they're not viable, good reasons. We right. want students going to the right school for the right fit, for their personality, for the right degree plan, so they can get a job as soon as they graduate and have a sustainable career. And we want mom and dad to do that with as little money realistically out of pocket as possible. I got you. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Derso. I'm Charlie Bowers here in the studio with my wife, Lori. And our topic today is planning for college with retirement in mind with John McDonough. John, when do you typically start working with families? Is that uh, kids getting into high school, seniors? What, what do you see? Yeah, no, we mostly deal with, almost exclusively deal with families that have seniors, juniors, sophomore in high school which sounds counterintuitive, but it's at that age range of those children when the parents, they don't have enough time to procrastinate anymore. The procrastination Mm. has already expired. (laughs) And if you try to have a discussion with someone, now there is the occasional family that really has everything put together and they can start saving when the children are, are brand new newborns or elementary school kids or but the, the vast majority of us are uh, professional pro- procrastinators, and we just let too much time goes by. So that's why when they're seniors, juniors, sophomores, there is no more time. They have to take action today. Otherwise, the child's looking at going to the local community college. I got you. Uh, well, you know, you'd mentioned the right school for the child. How do you decide that? How do you determine what's the best? How does a parent what's, know to help? Yeah, it's definitely not an exact science for sure, but it it takes, it's a little bit of an art and a science mixed together, and we use our certified college admissions counselors to kind of have this conversation with our students. So our students go through a personality profile assessment, a career matchmaking assessment, and that gets followed up with 
either an hour or two hours or more worth of conversations with our certified college counselors so that they can help the student determine what it is they want to do with their life when they graduate. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not asking them to know what they want to be in life. I mean, I know 45-year-olds that still haven't figured out what they want to do with their life. (laughs) (laughs) Some 55-year-olds, too. But what we're, but the, the children have a definite personality. They definitely know what they don't like. It's easier for them to tell us what they don't like as opposed to what they do like. Mm-hmm. And our, our counselors have done this so many times that they can start to understand what um, direction the children need to go in. So then we can find the degree plan that fits that personality. Right. Then, then based on that student's SAT, ACT, GPA, their, their, their marks, we know what schools they have a high probability of getting accepted to based on their personality profile and the degree that they're most, most best suited for. Mm. Well, quickly, John, how many schools are usually on that list that you've got? Uh, for these kids? The, the schools that are on our list for kids to attend, um, you know, there's, do you know how many institutions of higher education there are around the country? Uh, no, I have no idea. A lot. Yeah, over 4,000. And then kids usually send their applications to what, three, four, five? Three, four, five, and they're all the big football schools. There you go. The Big 12, the big yeah. 12 schools, the ACC schools, the, you know, Football has by far been the best marketing plan for higher education institutions (laughs) across the country. And then you've got your elite Ivy League schools that everyone knows about. But what about the schools that don't have the NCAA premier football program and they're maybe not an Ivy League? Those schools, if they were businesses, they'd be struggling for prospective clients. So we're looking at those schools for these children to give them a higher probability of acceptance and possibly help come off the price of that education a little bit. All right. Well, we're talking with John McDonough, and when we come back from break, we're going to ask him that question about what is this FAFSA form? When do you fill it out? And boy, it sure is a problem. So this is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial, and this is 1025-610 WFNZ. Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. Hi, this is David McKnight, author of The Power of Zero. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on 1025-610-WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm your host today, Charlie Bowers, with my wife Lori. Say hi, Lori. Hi, Charlie. How are you today? Good. And we're talking about college, planning for college with retirement in mind with John McGunn. Before I, I get to that, Lori Jordan, our daughter, applied at how many schools? Well, we had a little problem with Jordan. The school guidance counselor always recommends that you please apply to at least three different schools. That way you feel like um, you have an opportunity to get in at one of the schools. Well, Jordan flatly refused. She flatly refused to send her SAT scores to anything other than the University of South Carolina. Uh, it was She was a legacy there with her grandparents, and, and Charlie and I bo- also both graduated from there. We actually met there, and she was determined to go there. Her brother had gone there, and she said it was a flat waste of anybody's time for her to send those SAT scores anywhere else, and she wasn't applying anywhere else. And she wrote on her application, I have waited my whole life and worked very hard in school my whole life for the opportunity to come to your school. 
So sometimes you get children with a little bit of closed-mindedness about where they're going to go. Well, with that opening line, I figure that would probably seal the deal that she's getting in, that she's wanted this her whole life. But let's get back to you, John. FAFSA forms, I know I struggled through those quite a few years, especially with Jordan. Um, do you complete your tax returns before you fill it out? Or what, what are the steps for financial aid? Yeah, first of all, I tell, I tell clients most of the time that I can't even spell FAFSA. Uh, but we have experts that do know how to do it, and we rely on them heavily to handle this process and guide us through this process. So the, it used to be pretty cut and dry up until a few years ago, and then they changed the, the opening period of when a family could fill out the FAFSA form and submit it to the schools. Now it's on October 1st. So if you have a student who is um, going is a high school senior this year, and they're in their fall semester of their senior year, so the first semester of their senior year, they won't graduate until May or June of the following year, and they won't go to college until August of that same year. But the schools are wanting the families to start submitting financial aid forms October of the year before graduation of the year before they go to school, which means that's October of an incomplete tax year. Right. So the family then has to use the prior year's tax information, which is two years removed from when they're actually going to be going to school. So it can create an unreal, unrealistic picture of income that the schools, without proper um, communication, the schools are going to hold that against that family. Mm-hmm. And we've seen instances where, you know, there's been severance packages, and so it looks like somebody's got a lot more income than they really do, or, you know, that family's now unemployed or underemployed, but when they filled out the FAFSA form October, you know, they had a job. So it's, it's a real problem. The timing of it is a real mm-hmm. issue for families, and it can be quite confusing. But they still need to submit the forms as early and as accurately as possible so that they can get in line for whatever financial aid that they're um, able to receive. It is kind of a first-come, first-served basis, even though the schools would never say that. Mm -hmm. John, I had a question. We um, have um, some friends, and, and they're a blended family. So the kids have divorced parents. How does the step-parents' income affect their financial aid, and how does that work on these FAFSA forms? Are you sitting down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In that instance, let's say both biological parents have remarried to someone else or has another significant other living under that household. That's four incomes counting towards that child's financial mm. aid picture Oh boy! for most institutions of higher education. It's not fair. It's really not fair. We try to find those institutions where the custodial parent is the only um, income or household that's being counted against that student for financial aid purposes. But these schools are pretty hip to all of the different games people have played in past years. And so they, they ask the question, you know, what about biological parent that's not custodial parent, and let's see their tax return, and if they, they file jointly with someone else, well, it brings in that income. It's an issue. It really is. And so it looks like there's a lot more income available to help pay for that child's education than what is reality. Wow. Folks, are you getting this? Is this a step toward financial clarity for you regarding college planning? You know, that's what we're all about here at Simply Financial with Paul Durso. Today, Lori and I are talking with John McDonough about uh, planning for college with retirement in mind. And we'd also like to offer you uh, an additional help toward your step in financial clarity. And it's our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. And inside this toolkit, you're going to receive two books, Rethink, Replan, Retire, which Paul Durso wrote, and Planning on Living Forever, Financial Planning Insights from a Recovering Engineer uh, that I had written. And these books are pretty easy reading and help you think about financial and retirement planning from a different viewpoint. Um, We pretty much have been taught certain things financially in our lives. And it's our intent with these books to help you see some of these financial issues from a different perspective. 
Both books educate you on our proprietary simplicity planning process, which can help you with this college planning, retirement planning. And the analysis uses what we call retirement math and provides logical and unbiased information that's going to help you make sound investment decisions. Uh, also in the toolkit, you're going to receive a white paper regarding diffusing 401k and IRA ticking time bombs. We really believe reducing taxes is so important to a successful retirement. Don't procrastinate about this. And then we'll throw in a little surprise to help you with all of life's stresses. So we're happy to send you this kit. All you need to do is text the word KIT to 33222. That's K-I-T to 33222. Again, text the word KIT to 33222, and you will be on your way to taking your first step to financial clarity. So Lori and I are here talking with John McDonough, who is the founder and principal of Studemont Group College Funding Solutions. So John, talk financial aid to us. Are, are they primarily all the same? Man, that would be nice. No, they're practically <laughs> all extremely different. <laughs> um, so there's a formula that we teach our clients from a need-based financial aid perspective, and it's the cost of attendance of an institution, COA. It's a published number that any family can find. And then we subtract the COA, the cost of attendance, from their expected family contribution. So when a family fills out their FAFSA form or their private school forms, a number is generated as a result of their income and how they answer those questions. And that number is what the formula expects that the family can contribute towards the cost of education. Mm. I mean, it's always way too high. But if they subtract that number from the cost of attendance and there's a dollar amount left over, well, that family now qualifies for need-based financial aid. Mm. The problem is, across the country, there's really no rhyme or reason to which schools meet 100% of that needed amount of money and which schools offer a very paltry amount of that needed amount of money. And most families never know how to get or extrapolate that information from the institution. So we definitely help them learn that. And that's the need-based financial aid calculation. On the other side of need or financial aid, there's merit-based financial aid. And there's the obvious merit-based aid, which is scholarships, right? right, um, right. Athletic scholarships and things like that. But there's also merit-based aid based on SAT scores, ACT scores. There's merit-based aid for going into a particular school of study, i.e. nursing, or a particular extracurricular activity like band or choir. You know, there's all types of additional merit-based aid. But the family needs to know how to ask for and look for that. Mm -hmm. What we don't include in financial aid is private scholarships. Private scholarships would be like buying a lottery ticket or, or using um, the winning Powerball numbers as your retirement plan. Is it a strategy? Yes. Is it a viable strategy? No. Right. Yeah. So scholarships are the same way. There's really there's no rhyme or reason on who gets what type of private scholarship. So we try to stay focused on merit-based aid and need-based financial aid. All right, I've got a question for you that's kind of interesting. It has to do with campus visits. And I know Lori has been on campus visits with my kids and with a bunch of other people's kids. And we may need to find out if she did it right, John. What uh, What's the deal with these visits? I won't even ask. You did it right. There you Lori. go. <laughs> Um, most people do the campus visit where they take the big tours and they're follow. you know, the, the person walking backwards with their hat backwards, telling everybody, come here, follow me, gather in. Mm -hmm. I like to tell families to consider that person, that's a salesperson. Mm. Their job is to show all the good parts of the campus, not the bad parts, and they're not going to show you anything they don't want you to see. It's a show. Right. Now, those are important because you got to see those things. But I also encourage family members, if they can prepare in advance and they know kind of what degree they might be interested in, what dorms, you know, can you find a kid sitting in the corner at a lunchroom and kind of go up to that kid and a student and ask them questions, kind of go off the beaten path of the formalized campus visit to really try to gain a picture of what that campus life is like, what the students really feel, heck, what do the faculty members really feel. Um, that's how I would 
coach a family to go take a proper mm-hmm. campus visit. But they are important. Lord, does that sound like some of your visits? or? Well, that part about going off the beaten path sounds like Chuck's visit for sure. <laughs> so I think that we disrupted that visit so many times with the people he saw he knew that uh, they were about to ask us to leave the um, mm-hmm. the. the uh, the, well, my understanding is when Chuck was on the tour, all the cute co-eds recognized him and uh, called him over, and that, that really solidified his choice of going there. <laughs> I think that had something to do with it. All right, well, we're Again, coming up. I, that's, a, that's a calculated approach on their part. <laughs> Isn't it, uh, well, and we're getting ready to go to break, and when we come back, we'll be asking John, what's the deal with these brag sheets and letters of recommendation? So this is Charlie Bowers here with my wife, Lori. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. And this is 1025-610 WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host Charlie Bowers, and I'm here today in the studio with my wife Lori, and we're talking about planning for college with retirement in mind with our guest John McDonough, the founder and principal of Studemont College F- Group, Studemont Group College Funding Solutions. John, thank you for being here. And before we went to break, we brought up. Brag sheets and letters of recommendation. What can you tell us about those? Well, they definitely work if there's something to brag about <laughs> and a letter of recommendation that a faculty member wants to write. The challenge is, and that all stems from, is everyone that's applying, by and large, every child that's applying to these schools now, I mean, it, they all look fairly similar. They all have honor about the same GPAs unless there's, um, you know, someone that really stands out from the crowd. They've got all got average SAT scores, ATT, ACT scores, unless someone really stands out. So how do you get your child to stand out from the crowd? Mm-hmm. How do you get that admissions counselor who's reviewing their 432nd application of the day, and it happens to be your child's, to say, okay, this one feels a little bit different or a little bit fresh. And it's in those brag sheets and letters of recommendation. It really gives them an opportunity, in addition to their essays. The essays are the other thing that really allow the applications to stand out because it can allow the student's personality to really shine through. But those are the things that help differentiate and set them apart from the other applicants that are applying to that university, that college for admissions. Mm. And so they're really important. And the students need to take responsibility on being able to have those things that can be added to a brag sheet or have a really good rapport with a staff member, a faculty member, to write those letters of recommendations. I got you. Well, let let me ask you the tough question that so many parents want to know. How long does it take the average student to graduate with a four-year degree these years? Yeah, we can't even call it a four-year degree anymore. Now we just have to call it a bachelor's degree. Oh, The national average, now I really do hope you're sitting down, the national average is 5.8 years. 5.8, and that's no graduate classes or anything? It's just to get that bachelor's degree? Oh, my goodness. And there's a lot of reasons why that is. Kids going and changing their majors midway through, and, and the schools allowing them to take 12 hours instead of 15 hours a semester, and then really putting these fluff classes in there that don't really matter towards the diploma Mm -hmm. or the degree plan. I mean, it's a real epidemic. If you look at any school, any school across the country, if you look at their admissions landing page, it'll tell you a graduation rate, Mm -hmm. but there'll be an asterisk by it. And if you can find where that fine print of that asterisk is, it's going to say that that is their six-year graduation rate, not a four-year graduation rate. Wow. Does this have to do with kids not necessarily being intentional on what they're coming to college for, for studies? 
No, I don't think so. I think it has everything to do with these institutions generating more revenue. Oh, you're kidding. So they're, oh. they're higher ed- educational institutions that are, quote-unquote, not-for-profit, but, man, they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the way they make that money is by selling those seats and having those seats stay in purchase, which is the tuition, for longer than four and five and six years at a time. That's how they make their money. And they do a really good job at it. Oh, wow. You don't really think about the institution being part of the problem with uh, kids not getting out in a timely manner. It's a big business. I can see that. Uh, John, are there any pearls of wisdom that you typically share with everyone that comes through your doors? Yeah, the pearl of wisdom, again, everything we do, just like you guys, is from a retirement preservation or wealth Mm -hmm. preservation perspective. This is a retirement issue. So we try to get the families, yes, they feel a moral and, and societal obligation to pay for their children to go to school. But no college degree that I've ever seen states on that diploma how many years that student was on campus. Mm-hmm. So the most cost-effective economical way to do it, albeit not the most e- – emotional way to do it, but the most cost-effective economical way to do it is for that child to spend two years getting their basics out of the way at the community college Mm -hmm. and then transferring to the university to finish up their four-year degree. Now, is that a blanket answer for everybody? No. But as a general rule of thumb, I would encourage families to do that, and they're basically cutting the cost of education in half when they do that. You know, Paul's new book is Mastering the Art of Financial Planning, and I think as humans, a lot of us have already mastered the art of procrastination, and you brought it up earlier. And it happens with retirement planning as well as, uh, you know, planning for college. Have you come up with any thoughts on how to create that sense of urgency people need? Man, if I did, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be doing something else and selling that to everyone. No, I haven't. It's just, it's so hard when someone's got five years out, it still feels like a long time. Mm. Even four years out kind of feels like a long time. But the older we get, we realize that that's just a snap of a finger. It, it's, it's difficult to tell a young family that probably has more debt than they ever want to have, that they're trying to raise young kids, they're working more than they've ever worked. It's hard to get them to focus on what the real problem for their children going to school in 15 10 or even five years Mm -hmm. so no to answer your question i haven't figured that out but when that child is a senior junior sophomore in high school and the family's just now clawing themselves out of debt and they can see the light at the end of the tunnel bam they're facing you know 120 to 250,000 of educational costs that they can't mortgage their future on you know i usually have that discussion with a lot of the clients come into my office because they're worried about college education planning and you know you come up with the the thinking that it's too late comes way too soon you know you you Mm -hmm. just don't know early enough to to get started on it so if folks want uh, additional information from you john how, how can they get that yeah so there's really two ways to do it the first way would go to a website called institute for college funding dot org O-R-G, instituteforcollegefunding.org, or collegefundingfreedom.com. All right. Well, John, I really appreciate you being on the show with us, and you've really given us a lot of things to think about, especially those who have uh, college coming up in the near future. So thanks so much for that. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Hope to have you back soon. Bye, John. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, and I'm Charlie Bowers here with wife Lori, and we've been talking today to John McDonough with uh, the founder and principal of Sudamont Group College Funding Solutions. Lori, you know, he brought up a lot of good points, and I just wonder how in the world did we get our kids out in four years? Well, I tell you what, one thing that we didn't really understand, I think, when we were saving for college is how expensive it was going to be. Yes, that that now kids they live on campus one year and then they move out and get an apartment and how yeah. expensive it was going to be to have them in a place like that. Costs have really gone. On. I, I remember we did early on. You know, we we had uh, automatic draft of about two hundred a month uh, out of our checking account into a college fund account, and you know it was great, but it, it really didn't cover 
the expenses of maybe uh, one year. And, you know, I'm so happy that our kids got out in four and they're not loaded with student debt. Uh, what, what about when Chuck decided right out of college he wanted to go to grad school? <laughs> well, I think coming out of college, he just wasn't sure what he was going to do. So he said, well, maybe I'll just go to grad school. And I said, well, you know this cush little um, situation that you've been having where mom and daddy are taking care of everything? Well, that comes to an end after four years. So, you know, get out or good luck. <laughs> there you go. And it seemed to work for him. And he got out. <laughs> you know, clients do have struggles between saving for retirement and or for college. And we really want to educate folks on that. So what I want to do right now is to offer some help for folks uh, to help them take that first step to financial clarity through planning. And I'm going to offer to create a personalized simplicity plan for the first three people that call us to set up an appointment with our very lovely and talented Janet. Paul's not here, so he can't stop me. Uh, this is typically a $1,500 value, but to the first three that set up appointments, we're going to create that comprehensive yet understandable financial plan using our proprietary software. Just call us at 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. You'll reach Janet, and she'll set up an appointment for you to visit us at our office in Ballantyne. The Simplicity Planning software is really powerful, yet it's easy to understand, and this is a great opportunity for the first three that want to set up an appointment with us. Just call Janet at 855-999-PLAN. Everybody loves Janet. Too. Everybody loves Janet. And, and, and let me tell you that uh, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about Lori's Aunt Norma and what in the world does she have to do with financial planning. And we, we love Aunt Norma, and uh, this might come as a surprise. I hope she's able to hear this at some point in the future. So this is Charlie Bowers here with my gorgeous wife, Lori. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity, and this is 1025-610-WFNZ. What three things will you need for the retirement of your dreams? Well, first, there's income. Second, income. And third, you guessed it, income. But how are you going to get it? Will it be enough? Want to know for sure? We'll create an income plan specific to you using our proprietary Simplicity software. Creating this plan is a $1,500 value. For the first 10 of our listeners, we're going to give away this plan absolutely free. Only 10 free plans. So call now, 855-999-PLAN. That's 855 855- Triple nine seventy five twenty six. Get on the list now for your free Simplicity plan. Call eight five five nine 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 plan. That's eight five five nine 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 seventy five twenty six. Hi, this is David McKnight, author of The Power of Zero. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on one zero two five six ten WFNZ. One zero two five six ten WFNZ. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host Charlie Bowers, and I'm here today in the studio with my wife Lori. We have been talking about planning for college with retirement in mind, and now we're going to jump just a little bit to Lori's aunt Norma. We love Aunt Norma, don't we? Yes, we do. Aunt my Norma. mother's sister. Aunt Norma and Uncle George. And in this case, you remember over the past weeks, we've talked about our Simplicity planning software. And some of the information that comes out of it is uh, three different rates of return. And in our office, we've personified those three different rates. They kind of represent three different types of people with three different priorities. And I'm here to say that Lori's Aunt Norma is one of them. we like an Aunt, Aunt Norma to the retirement rate, which is the minimum rate of return you have to maintain throughout the rest of your life in order to not run out of money. And you can imagine how valuable that information is. If I need 2%, well, that can, that's going to help you invest a certain way. If I need 10%, I might have to invest in a different way. 
So Aunt Norma is the person that uh, will bounce their last check when they walk out on life. And I don't know how the conversation came up, but, but Norma has two sons, Richard and Russell. And Lori and I were talking to Norma about money or what they might leave or whatever it was. And, and Norma just popped right up and said, if there's anything left when I'm gone, I overlooked it. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of Aunt Normas out there that, that want to live a good life. And they're not worried about leaving anything to their kids. Their kids are doing well and just don't need it. So you want to live life to the fullest and bounce that last check. And that's understandable. And a lot of people come in that have that type thinking. The second rate of return is what we call preservation rate. And this is likened more closely to Paul's Uncle Frank. And Uncle Frank is the type guy that has all of his income needs met, whether it's pension or rental property or uh, has investments that kick off income, and he never has to touch his principal. I'd have to say most people that come into the office are the type that say, I have, I don't know, $500,000 to start with, and I don't want to touch a penny of it. I want to live off my earnings. And so we calculate what that rate is. We don't guess. We don't assume. We figure out what that rate is so they can meet their objectives and start with 500, and when they're passed, their state leaves 500. And then there's the third we call legacy rate. Sometimes people want to leave money to something bigger than themselves, you know, a hospital or put great-grandkids through college or any number of things that are really important to them, so they want to leave more than what they have today. And so we calculate that legacy rate, and we call that our smoky rate. So in my office, I can look around at the buildings there in Ballantyne, and there's a big B on so many of them, and that's for Bissell. Smokey Bissell has his name on all these buildings. So if you're the type personality that wants your name in lights once you're gone, then that's the legacy rate. And I'm going to tell you, it's because of those rates and that type thinking is why I work with Paul today. I, ha I worked for a different registered investment advisor and went to one of Paul's college classes where he talked about um, instead of assuming a rate of return, instead of assuming investments based on your risk tolerance, well, let's decide what risk you need to be taking. Let's calculate those rates of return. And with those rates of return, you can make good, sound financial decisions uh, for your future. Um, you know, what investments do you purchase based on what rate of return you need, which one is your priority, as opposed to walking into a financial advisor, calculating your risk tolerance based on how you feel that day. You know, I just wrecked the car. Uh, my wife's mad at me, so... You know, whatever recommendations you offer, I'm not going to listen to them because nothing's going right for me. So automatically you're a conservative investor, and that changes uh, the investments uh, that, that they'll recommend to you. So I don't think that's the way to go, and I think this Simplicitry uh, software is really a powerful uh, planning tool, and that's why I'm with Paul, and I, I think it's great. And uh, the clients that come in and learn the system and use it, I, I think, are very, very happy about it. So, Lori. Now I'm going to come after you. you. Lori is a real estate agent extraordinaire with uh, Hendricks Properties. Why don't you tell us a little something? Well, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> um, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I do work for Hendricks Properties, and uh, maybe you're not familiar with them. Maybe you are. Um, we're a boutique firm in the Charlotte area. We also work, we live in Fort Mill, so I'm, I'm kind of the South Carolina branch of Hendricks Properties, although I do work in North Carolina also. I was formerly with a large firm, and so was Chad Hendricks that started our company. Um, Chad showed me a culture of a more family-like situation in the real estate business where the broker in charge is a part of all the transactions and is a part of everything that's going on and they just really client customer thinking it's not that the big firms aren't great I mean they do very good things but all those things the statistics they generate and all the great things that they do they take a lot of time away from you're taking care of your clients and always pressing about numbers and things. I'd rather do half the amount of sales and houses in a year and do a great job at it. And fortunately, thanks to Charlie, I'm able to do it that way. <laughs> so um, anyway, love being part of Hendricks Properties. We're about to, uh, Charlie, I don't know if I've told you, we're about to open up a new website in All about right. two or three weeks that's going to be very interested. So um, if you uh, are... You bookmark it like the uh, home shopping stuff that I... 
actually pop up on your computer all the time? Maybe so. <laughs> he just wants me to keep recipes on the computer no matter what he tells you. Oh, that's that's what uh, he wants on the computer. That was your original justification for buying a computer. Well, that's what you told me. Mm-hmm. I had to give you a reason. I needed a computer. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. You work with a lot of individual investors that you know just want a home, buy it or list it, and uh, but you also work with those wanting rental properties, right? Sometimes I do, yes. Yeah. Well, why do investors buy rental property? Usually they're looking to collect rent, they, they make want money. The rent. Right. So it really doesn't make all that much sense if someone says, or, or I try to sell some piece of property to someone, I want you to buy this. You know, it's got a house on it. You could do things with it, but you're not going to collect any rent. But 10 years from now, I think you should go ahead and sell it. And, uh, you know, you'll make the money that's uh, as it appreciates, if it appreciates. That's probably not going to be, uh, they're not going to think Most that's too good of an idea. rental yeah. investors don't do that, do they? They want the income. Yes. And if you relate that to how a lot of people invest in the market, well, man, that, there's a divide right there. Because a lot of people, when they're investing in, let's say, stocks, will purchase a stock and hope that it goes up and up and up, and one day they're going to sell it at a profit. And they'll never achieve any income, any income from that investment through all that time. And if you're talking about rental property, well, that doesn't make sense. But So why does it make sense when you're buying uh, investments like, like stocks? Doesn't it make sense to want to get paid as you go along as well? Absolutely. And I think that's just a disconnect that uh, a lot of people don't understand. Um, so, Laura, is there anything else you'd like to say? Maybe tell me why everyone seems to be moving to Charlotte and Fort Mill and creating all this traffic and really ticking me off. <laughs> now, Charlie, you know this, they've moved here for the same reason we did. <laughs> <laughs> they loved it. I actually grew up in Spartanburg, which is in the distant shadow of Charlotte. And as I was growing up, my daddy once sat me down and told me, he said, now you need to understand this. He said, you can travel the world over, and you are never going to find a better place to live than the Carolinas. So he knew what he was talking about then, and a lot of people have discovered it since. But it's the climate. It's the job opportunities. We have the professional sports. Um, there's so much for families to do, mm-hmm. for, for young adults to do. Um, we're close to the mountains. We're close to the beach. Um, then we have a major international airport. I mean, we have been here 23 years, and uh, you and I living here in the in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and it has been the greatest place to raise our children and for our family. Yeah, it has been fantastic life. I, I just love it here. Um, so clients often come into our office wondering if they should pay off their home or not, and you know, along with the the college planning, do you pay off a home in terms of retirement planning? What do you do? Well, you input that information into a plan and try to decide, is there a no-brainer, I should or I shouldn't, what do you do? And if you use our simplicity system, we have folks come in all the time and say, Charlie, show me what happens if I sell the house. Show me what happens if I pay it off. Show me what happens if I continue paying rent. You know, what, what does that do to me long term? How does it change my retirement rate? So the great thing about the Simplicitry process, the Simplicitry software, is it's such a great tool to help you with all of these what-if scenarios. So I think it's that vital, and we're so passionate about helping educate people that I am going to give away three uh, Simplicitry plans, financial plans, to the first three people that call and set up an appointment with Janet It's typically a $1,500 value, but to the first three that set up an appointment, we're going to create that comprehensive yet understandable financial plan using this proprietary software. Just call us at 855-999-PLAN. That's 855-999-7526. You're going to reach Janet. She'll set you an appointment to visit us in our office in Valentine. And it really is a powerful software system, easy to understand, great opportunity to the first three that want to set that appointment, 855-999-PLAN. So, Lori, uh, any other good words to say about uh, real estate, Charlotte, getting kids through college? Sum it up. Well, I think you've covered it pretty well today, Charlie. Um, You know, people are still moving here. 
and I'm happy to help you if you need to buy a house or you need to sell your house. I'm happy to help you with that too. And um, but tell us a little bit about some of your clients, Charlie. We love clients. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Um, they, it really revolves around the plan. A lot of people in this business sell products. We don't even talk products unless the plan supports um, what we what we're selling. Did you tell me once that a lot of engineers like the way you all do? Well, you know, I'm a recovering engineer, and it's funny to say that a lot of uh, other engineers must think like me. I don't know. I mean, I know you probably can't say, but I believe when I was at the Christmas party, met a lot of people with Duke and Mm -hmm. some of those other companies that really think a lot of you and Paul. So, well, I want to thank John McDonough for being here today, and his website, CollegeFundingFreedom.com. If you have questions about uh, how to get ready for college. And thank you, Lori, for being here and making sure I don't get in trouble. Paul should be back with us next week, and maybe he'll share what he's been up to. So what else are we going to look forward to next week? Well, are you still listening to all that uh, weight loss hype? Did you know most of it is basically 1960s thinking? The science of obesity and weight loss has progressed in leaps and bounds. And finally, someone will be here in the studio to explain it to you. Dr. Sandeep Graywall, co-author of Fat Me Not, simplifies it all. Fat Me Not, I like that. We'll even learn the secret switch built into all of our bodies and how you can flip that switch to make your weight self-regulated. That's Saturday morning at 1130 on Simply Financial with Paul Durso and me right here on WFNZ. So thanks again to John. Thank you, Carolina Gamecock fan, Stephen. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you to all the fine folks at WFNZ for your support. And thank you most of all to you, the listeners, for tuning in and telling your friends about the show. As a reminder, we can be reached at 855-999-PLAN or on our website, insightfolios.com. This is Charlie Bowers here with my gorgeous wife, Lori. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where it's all about taking your first step to financial clarity. And this is 1025-610-WFNZ. Jump. Sit beside me